0: What's happening, guys? Will Freeman, Revolutionary Lifestyle Design.com, coming at you today with 11 reasons why you should quit your job and start a business. So, first off, I want to tell you who this is for. This is for maybe 1% of guys, 1 out of 100 guys, maybe even 1 out of 1,000 guys. Because business ownership is really hard. Oftentimes, you have to work harder than you did at your job. You have to deal with more stress. You have to deal with more uncertainty, whether the thing's going to work out. And it really is not for everybody. So I have no problem with guys working jobs, um, you know, trying to support their family or for guys who like their jobs. I have absolutely no problem with that. But I'm not talking to them. I'm talking to you. If you're watching this, there's a good chance that You either do want to start a business, but you are too scared or you've been putting it off because you don't have full belief or you have started a business, but you're struggling and you're wondering if you should go back to your job, if you're cut out for owning a business, if you should go back to school like your parents suggested. And if you feel that way, then I'm talking to you. Okay. And the purpose of this is to get you to do or die. What I wanna show you is that if you are the type of guy like me, uh, you are you know the one out of 100 or one out of 1000 guys, you have to start a business because, and you have to get to do or die, right, to make it happen. Because for a guy like me, I could never enjoy my life working a job. I could never ever enjoy working for someone else, sitting at a desk all day, it is impossible. I've hated every job I've had. If you've hated every job you've had, then this is for you. And what's holding you back at this point is that you aren't do or die. If you really want to make a business work because it's hard, you have to be do or die and you have to feel like you're not missing out and that there is nothing to go back to, that there is nothing in the job as long as you think, well, you know, there's something there in climbing that corporate hierarchy, which is fine for some guys, but as long as you still buy into that, and as long as you still buy into the idea that that could possibly make you happy, you'll never be able to start your own business because you'll never be able to power through all the obstacles when you have that in your back of the, the back of your mind like, you know, maybe I should go back to the job or maybe I should go back to school or law school like my parents said. Right? You have to get to the point of do or die, and that's what I want to do and convince you of in this video, okay? So, reason number one to quit your job and start a business, you have a boss, okay? You're a grown man, you have to call another man your boss. That's all I have to say about that. You call another man your boss. Number two, you have colleagues. If you have colleagues, I feel sorry for you. I met some great guys when I worked in sales, but I have met some absolutely terrible people, Uh, petty, manipulative, lazy, gossiping. And then you've got just the standard everyday conversations about sports ball and about what was on The Bachelor last night and you have to watch your mouth because HR is hovering over you and you you have to present basically a fake image of who you really are, especially if you are... Um, You know, a guy with interest outside of that or you have a lifestyle where you like to have a lot of girls. You really have to censor yourself and for 50 hours a week, you're trapped in a box with, you know, 30, 40 strangers. You spend more time with these strangers dragged in off the street than you do with your family, with your friends and your girlfriend, right? And you are the five or 10 people that you spend the majority of your time around. So you're spending the majority of your time around people that you wouldn't choose to spend your time around. Okay. And I, I, that's one of the things I hated the most about working a job. You know, there's some great people, but man, there are some bad people. And no matter what you try and do, no matter how you try and deal with them, they just will not accept a win-win situation. All right. Number three, you're confined. You're confined 50 hours a week. You're Stuck at a desk, I mean it's brutal. I worked in a call center when I was twenty. In, when I lived in Montreal, it was the only place I could get work because I didn't speak French. We timed our piss breaks. Okay, we had a five-minute piss break. We had to sign in with our social insurance number to their computer, take a five-minute piss break, and sign back in with our social insurance number. And if you took longer than five minutes for piss, you got a talking to. And if you, that happened to you three times, you were fired. Okay, and we were making minimum wage. We had the auto dialers on, making four hundred calls a day. I mean, horrible, horrible. And for most people, I mean, nine to five. You sit there. You don't get to choose where you seat. Where you seated? They tell you where to go to the bathroom. Here's where to go to lunch. I mean, you're confined. You're caged up in there. All right, and you've got one week to yourself if you're lucky. One week to yourself to go on vacation. Um, and a lot of people come out here to Thailand. This is their one week where I live that they're looking forward to all year round. And I know because I was one of those people. If you're the bottom 20%, if you're the guy in the call center, you know, getting your five minute piss breaks, you don't even get that. You got to work seven days a week just to be able to pay rent and barely pay your expenses, right? It's, it's terrible. One of the most beautiful things about having your own business is, it's not about the money. It, it is the fact that you can take off at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and invite a girl, girl over and have ice cream and sex all day. Um, you can take off at 11 o'clock. You can take the whole day off if you want to. Now, when you get into your business, you'll find that you probably won't want to take time off. I work way harder on my business than I ever did at my job. But it's the idea that I can. It's the idea that like I could just cut off now right? It's a totally, totally different thing. Even though I'm working harder, longer hours a lot of the time, it's the idea that I could just take off. When you know that it's two o'clock, the day is dragging on, but you know that you can't leave. That's the thing that killed me, where where it's a nice day outside, and I just want to go walk around and talk to girls or ride my bike or something, and I'm just trapped there. And it's Tuesday, and Friday's four days away, and I'm just trapped there with my you know, trying to keep my head from slumping onto the fucking table because the day just won't fucking end. All right. That's the beautiful thing about having a business. Number four, it's boring. Okay. Chances are your job is fucking boring. It's drudgery. It's data entry. It's some kind of grunt work. I worked in the e-commerce division of a major mutual fund in my early 20s. And my job was the QA analyst, so all I did was press the buttons on the site and go back and forth and try and find bugs. And then I would log those bugs into the software and then I would update the developers of the bugs every week in our weekly meeting. I couldn't think of something more boring to do with the one life that I have on this planet. And chances are, your job is just as boring, if not more boring. Number five, your health suffers, okay? They say that sitting is the new smoking, and I would agree. It is not healthy to sit eight hours a day at a desk with your blood not flowing and hunched over a computer and your wrist curled up, typing away. It is not how we're evolved to live. We're evolved to live in nature, walking around, gathering food, hunting, and being outside all day. Not. Trapped over this desk and fluorescent lights, not getting sunlight. This is why so many people are overweight, because they are forced to be inactive. And sitting all day also kills your energy. I mean, there's so many bad things about it. And, you know, it's just another negative for working that job. Number six, you're settling. You're settling, you know it. You're settling for mediocrity. My best friend told me that he would never work a job. Now he works a job. And, you know, he's worried about things like getting promoted. He knows it, he told me himself, but he's got a wife, he's got a house, and it's what he has to do. He's doing what what he has to do. Okay, and I'm not knocking him or any of of the other guys that, that work a job. I know how hard it is to survive and thrive in the world especially if you have a house and you have a, a wife or you have kids i get it but you are settling you are settling for that mediocrity and the question you should ask is would my 10-year-old self be proud of what i'm doing right now when i was working jobs i know d- damn right that my 10-year-old self if i had told my 10-year-old self this is what your life was going to be look would would be look like would look like i would i would be devastated right Whereas now I could go to my 10-year-old self and I, I think I would think that what I'm doing is pretty cool. And I think that's one of those things that's important to keep in mind of not giving up on your dreams. Okay, you don't have to be a billionaire, but you should be able to present a cool life where you could go to the younger version of yourself and say, Look, look what I did. I'm living pretty well. I'm comfortable. I've got my own business. I've got women in my life. I'm in shape. You know, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Right. And I, I didn't settle. I didn't give in, I didn't buy in, and, and I made my own way. That's the important thing. Number seven, your company is dirty. Okay, so if you're working for a big company, especially a publicly traded company, your company is 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 dirty. I mean that's that's how it goes. A business, big business is is one of those necessary evils, and they're all dirty to some degree. And if you don't believe that, it's because you haven't worked on a sales floor. I worked in sales and every sales floor I worked on was dirty from one degree to the other. As I got better in sales and started to make more money, I was able to pick jobs that were more ethical, but I never had a sales manager who was 100% ethical. I never had um, sales material that was 100% ethical until I started my own business, where I can go on my, my book, How to Get Laid on Tinder, I can say, look, look, this is for guys 18 to 35. You should be decent looking. Um, you know, if you're overweight or significantly unattractive or something like that, you just—it's just not going to work. It's not a magic pill. It's just a really efficient way for guys who are relatively decent looking, relatively young, to get laid online. If I was working a sales job and and I had to sell how to get laid on Tinder, which of course you know would would never be sold in corporate sales, but if I did. That sales page would be an entire lie, it would be this will help you, this will get you any girl, this will get you supermodels, this will, this will work for you no matter what your looks are, and it would just be, you know, a pump and dump bullshit thing. Because I mean that's how most of these places operate. And so when you're working for a company, not all the time, if you have a smaller, maybe a mid-sized business, you might, you know, have an owner who's ethical and he keeps a tight rein on it. But a lot of the time, especially if you're working for a bit bigger business and especially if you're in sales, your company is dirty and you are going to be feeding money into something that is unethical. Whereas when you start your own business, if you're selling real estate, you don't have targets that you have to make. So you're not going to, you know, if if there's asbestos in the house and you've got a newlywed couple and it's over their price range, you can go, look, you know, you just shouldn't be buying this house. Whereas if you had targets to meet every, every month and you're behind on your target and you know, you're know you you're a month away from getting fired and that couple is ready to buy that house, you're, you are going to have a very difficult decision to make. It's only until you get to your own business that you're able to control the ethics of it, you're able to control the sales material, you're able to control the marketing material, and it's only when you have total ownership that you're able to make sure it's ethical 100% across the board. Number eight, you're not passionate about it. Okay. You don't have a passion for marketing. You fucking liar. You're lying to yourself. I can tell you, I went to so many of these networking conferences when I was a salesman trying to go out there and get clients. And, you know, the first question they get asked is, What do you do? And I'd be like, Oh, I'm I'm Will Freeman, I'm corporate sales. You know, yeah, we've got this great company and like, and then the other guy would also be a salesman and he'd be selling me on how terrific his company was and how much he loved his job. And we're all dressed to the nines. And the entire thing is a lie, it was a charade. And everyone at these fucking networking events were all salesmen, they were all doing the same thing, trying to get clients and trying to show and trying to sell how, how good their jobs were and everything. And, we, and and everyone in sales hates their job, okay? Every sales guy I work with Wants to get out, wants to start their own business, or wants to move up into management. Right. right. The same thing with people who are talking about their marketing jobs or whatever. Here's how you know if you have passion for it is if you would be doing it for free. Okay. You, you know, here are the things you have passion for having sex, eating good food, sleeping in, right? But you don't get paid for that shit. You get paid to go and do marketing drudgery or calling 100 people a day. I would do this, doing videos for you guys and articles, I would do this shit for free because I actually have a passion for it. All right. I truly would be doing this for free. If I had inherited a ton of money or if I had a lot of money from another business, I would still be doing this because I actually love it. That's how you know if you're really passionate is if you would be doing it for free. No one would be cold calling insurance companies for free. I guarantee you that. All right. Mm No matter what face people present and, and what face people put on, they're fucking lying. Um, now, it doesn't have to be your biggest passion, okay? If you choose to sell on your own, in your own business, real estate, insurance, or you go online and you're, and you're selling copywriting services, that might be not be the mo- thing you're most passionate about. However, you can still have some passion for it, and you can have what I call the passion for the deal. So, you know, you close a guy uh, on a real estate deal, you're getting 10 grand and you're not coming back any of that to the company. So you can have that passion for closing the deal and still make your, your job relatively enjoyable. Okay. It doesn't have to be your greatest passion. And in fact, most people won't be able to make money on their greatest passion. Like if you want to be a musician, it's very difficult. But you have to enjoy it because if you hate your job, you hate your life. Right. If you hate your job, you hate your life. Number nine, travel. There's nothing more that I hated about a job than I would be in Toronto in winter, minus 40 degree weather. I worked at a job in Scarborough. I lived on Queen West, which means that I would be out there in my suit in a parka waiting for the street core for 20 minutes, okay? We'd ram onto the streetcar, there'd be no room, 20 minutes there, take me to the subway. The subway would take me to the bus, now I'm waiting outside again, to take me to my fucking job, where I cold call 100, 200 people a day, and then I do the exact same route back home. Took me an hour and a half each way to get to work. Eight hours of cold calling, three hours of travel time, and at least 30 minutes of that travel time would be me freezing to death outside waiting for the fucking streetcar or the fucking bus. And half the time the streetcars would freeze or they would fuck up because they're like 100 years old. So you'd be there 30 minutes, sometimes 35 minutes waiting for the streetcar. And then all four of them would show up at once and and you just want to fucking kill everyone that you saw. Like there was nothing about my day that was good. And I can't tell you how much I hated... Just that one aspect alone of of the travel time I know guys who drive from they live in the suburbs in Toronto and they're they're in the car two hours to get to work because the traffic's so bad and then another two hours back home in Japan people work fourteen hours a day and they take and they're two hours two hours each way on the fucking train where they have a guy with a stick poking them into the fucking train so that everyone can fit in there like sardines. In a fucking can I mean it's crazy when you have your own business I mean if you set it up right you don't have to travel anywhere unless you have to see a client if you're online you don't have to travel anywhere and the only place I travel these days is is to the gym and to the supermarket and that's it and it's a beautiful thing number 10 money okay you can't get rich as an employee you look at the the Forbes or the fortune 500 list every single one of those guys is a business owner okay the way that capitalism works is you don't get rich as an employee you have to own the means of production there's no other way now you can make a fair amount of money if you're a salesman right but you're 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 taking home 12% of that you're always getting way less than what you're worth I knew guys that worked in, when I was in sales, I had to make 40 grand a month just to keep my job. I had to do 40 grand in revenue a month just to keep my job from calling people on the phone and emailing them. I knew guys that their targets were 200 grand a month just to keep their job, right? And, the, and there would be pressure all the time. And these guys are taking 12% of that or whatever, right? When you can, when you can make 200 fucking grand in a month, with a phone and an internet connection, you should be getting all of that. Any guy that can make forty grand, two hundred grand a month can go out on his own. Even if you can't make as much on your own, you're you're gonna make way more because you're keeping a hundred percent of it, right? Any guy that can make two hundred grand a month on his own can go out and make a hundred grand on his own, and keep a hundred percent of that, guaranteed. And it, it's just a question of these guys never got out. Every guy I worked with in sales said they were going to start a business. Nobody did. They all said they were either going to start a business or they're going to move up into management. And the vast majority of guys don't move into management and no one I met, no one that I knew in the sales game went out and started their own business. Even though every single one of those guys could have made way more on their own because a good salesman can make money literally selling anything, right? Can sell fucking paving asphalt you can sell drywall if you can sell you can sell and all you have to do is start that service business all right job is there to make you less than you're worth now let's take another example of someone who's a professional uh you know a doctor or a lawyer yes you can make good money in those professions as well but look at the amount of time that that goes into that right you know to be a doctor it's what five years seven years of study you know, for for a good school like Harvard or something like that, $200,000 um, invested in that, maybe more, I don't know. And if you don't have a rich father, then you're paying for that on your own with your fucking student loans. So you're coming out of school, you're $200,000 down, you don't get back to even until you're what, I don't know, 35, 40. Some of my friends were 35 now still are paying off their student loans. So compare that to if your father or if you're able to take out a loan that you could pay back over 15 years, dump that into a service business where all you need is a phone and an internet connection and you could have just dumped that into Facebook and Google advertising. You would have made way more than you would after all that time becoming a doctor. All you needed to do was learn how to sell, right? You could be the top real estate agent in your city if you're you're coming out of school at 21. You've got 200 grand to dump into marketing, and you know where every deal you close is 10 grand. I mean, compare that from a financial perspective, and and it it it's not even it's not even um, close, right? So you're always going to make more money on your own. That's just a fact. Um, or you're always, if you want to get rich, you can't do it at a job. That's what I'm trying to say. Number 11. This is the last point. Okay. This is the most important one. You hate it. You hate your job. You know it. I know it. You know it and I know it because if you're still watching the video at this point, then you're one of those guys who has hated every single one of your fucking jobs. You've hated sitting still in school. You hated being told what to do by your parents. You hated all your fucking bosses. You hated all your jobs. I hated every single boss. I hated being told what to do by my teachers. I hated being told what to do by my mom. And he didn't have to teach me that shit. In fact, it was the opposite. They tried to teach me how to be a good boy and a good employee. And it's just not possible because I'm not built that way. And if you're like me, and if, and if this is resonating with you, then you're not built that way. You're, you are built to be a leader and you are built to do your own thing. And you'll never, ever, ever, ever be happy with someone else telling you what to do. That's a fact. Not a fact for everyone, but if you're still watching this or you're still listening to this, this is a fact for you. You are always going to hate your job. You're always going to hate it. And what I want to tell you is there's other guys like you out there. It's guys like me. It's guys like my friends. It's guys like all the other business owners out there have that same mentality. And no amount of working for someone, you'll never be happy with it. You'll never be able to settle in. Okay, it's a fact. When I was growing up, I've had a job since I was 14 and my mom was a very hard worker and she couldn't understand and I worked lawn care I worked shoveling driveways I worked shitty retail jobs I've done every fucking odd I would pick up odd jobs on the um you know monster.com or whatever I mean everything I was always working and my mom couldn't understand why I hated the job so much she would she would say will you you should be lucky, you know, to be able to shovel driveways or, or cut grass or, you know, she would say, you know, why do you have, I didn't raise you to have this, this sense of entitlement. There's, there, there should be no job beneath you. You should, you should be happy to, to just be able to make money. And then that person's giving you a job, but I never was, and I never will be, because I do have that sense of entitlement. And she's not like me. So she couldn't understand why, you know, I always wanted, I, wa- I didn't want to work a fucking shit job, and I felt embarrassed about it, and I hated doing it, and I hated being told what to do. It was the same reason why I always wanted to be the best in sports, or I, I, I wanted to compete, and no one taught me that, right? My mom didn't teach me that way. It's, it's how I'm born, and if this shit, the shit is resonating with you, then it's how you're born, okay? Some people are born to be independent, to be leaders, and some people are, are more calm and more relaxed and, and more easygoing, Okay, that's just how it is. So if this resonates with you, okay, that's the most important thing. You hate it and I'll tell you you're going to hate every other job. There's no dream job for you if you are a born leader. The only dream job is is being a fucking business owner. That's that's it. All right. So in summary, okay, this whole fucking summary is about pleading my case to you for if you are that 1% of guys if, and if this is, is resonating with you, then you gotta make it happen, all right? And the two things to make it happen are first, you need to see that there's nothing to lose. The whole point of this video and audio is that there's nothing to lose. Is that when you understand all these things and you hate your job and you have all these variables, there has to be nothing to lose. There has to be nothing in the back of your mind like, well, I should have listened to my parents and and climbed that corporate ladder. or I could always get a job with my cousin. That's a good job and that's stable income. You can't have that in the back of your mind. You can't have a backup plan. You have to be like, I'm going to work this business and no matter what, I'm going to make it happen. And if it doesn't work out, I'm going to start getting multiple streams of revenue and I'm never going back to a job. Never, 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 never. Okay. You have to you have to see that there's nothing to lose and that you'll always hate the job. And that has to get you to the point where you're like I'm I'm going to do or die. I'm going to make this happen no matter what. Because if you're not there, if you're not do or die, if you're not seeing that you have nothing to lose, and, then you're not going to make it happen because it's too hard. There's too many obstacles in your way in business. There's too many negative thoughts working against you. There's there's too many there's going to be too much doubt and uncertainty. You know, you have to have it like, well, I have no other choice but to make this business success because I'm not ever going to work another fucking job again. There's, n- there, there's no chance, right? That's where you have to get. It's only once a guy gets to that stage where he's like, I'm never working a job that he succeeds in business. If you're just half-assing it and you've already got the job in the back of your mind, it's not going to happen. But, okay, you have to do it right. I'm not telling you to quit your job right now, okay? That is not how you do it. The way that you do it is you get your exit plan set up, okay? So you sit down and you think, what kind of business am I going to do? Or if you're already in a business and you're struggling, you're thinking, what do I have to do to get my business to the next level? And while you're still working the job, right, you're like, okay, I need to get my savings to here, you know, where I have three to six months of expenses and, and emergency, I need to start and find which type of business and I need to get my revenue targets to here. I need to get a bunch of credit while I'm still employed as an emergency and I need to set a timeline for when I am going to exit my job and when I think I will be able to have those things. And that timeline might be two years from now, okay? But if you really want it, you're gonna be able to suffer through the job for the next two years and build that exit plan. What you don't want to do is say, okay, I have no savings, I have no business, but I'm gonna quit my job and try and make something happen really quick, okay? That is most likely gonna be a recipe for failure and it's gonna to lead to you getting really strung out, getting really stressed, and not making a success of your business and having to go back and, and find another job, right? And be back at square one. When you make your exit plan, You want to make your exit plan permanent. You want to be like, okay, I have all these factors together, so I'm never, ever, ever moved back. No matter what, I have all these contingencies, and I'm stable, and I'm secure, and this is it. This is the end of me ever working a job. That's where you want to be, okay? And if you want to see how to do that, you can check out my book, How to Sell, at my site, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com, which is basically like for guys, it's basically like my path. So I teach you how to get a a job in sales because, well, first of all, sales jobs are horrible, but they're the best way for a guy to make money outside of being a professional, and I teach you how to survive and thrive in the sales environment, stack up your cash, I teach you how to set an exit plan, and I I also teach you how to take your sales skills into a service-based business, okay, where you're selling a service like real estate or copywriting or something like that, and, and then how to set the exit plan and how to get out. All right? Now you don't have to do that. You can you don't have to buy the book. You can set your own exit plan. You can and you don't have to go into sales, but it is one option. Okay? If you want to see for free if you want to see how to start a service-based business, check out my video, how to start a service-based business or the article over at my site. Or you can check out the three-part series I did with Phil Hawksworth on his coaching business about how he went from a small town outside of London, moved to London, started a personal training business, um, moved it online, got to travel around the world, and then took what he learned and started selling marketing services to personal trainers and made even more money, Okay, if you want to see that path. If you want to see the other path, which is a bit harder... Uh, I recommend the service business path for most of you guys. If you want to see the other path, check out the video and audio I did with Nick who's making 10K. He's a young guy I met who's making 10K a month on his Amazon FBA store. All right. So those would be the two paths, service-based business or e-commerce with e-commerce being a bit harder. But either way, you've got to choose one of those paths and then you got to set the exit plan. you got to do it smart and you make it happen. And that's it and if you're not there yet go back and watch this video and this audio again okay because you have to get to where you got nothing to lose you do it die, and then you sit down you set the business you set the exit plan you make it happen and that's it if you're a guy like me you're never going to be happy in that job man so you got to make it happen and the sooner you start the better it is so that's it boys i want to thank you so much for watching listening or checking out my site revolutionarylifestyledesign.com and I wish you all the best.